0: This podcast is presented to you by Revolution Students, the youth ministry of Queen City First Baptist Church. For more information, log on to www.fbcqc.org. Tonight we wrap up this series called The Gap, and if there's ever been a series I've hated to see go, it's this one. This series, I'm not going to speak for you, but it has been very life-changing and life-giving to me by taking some of the things that we have taught through and applied them to my life. Um, I have slowly started to become the person I was created to be. But let me just be honest, tonight was not supposed to happen. There was never to be a gap part five. Tonight, uh, we should have been moving on in our new series called The Movement, But but along the way... I'd started saying like Billy, there 's one more thing that, that, that you don 't have in here that, that that I really want you to to talk about, and it took me a little bit of time to figure it out but but but, but it 's all starting to make sense now tonight, I believe for a lot of us we'll kind of kind of bring everything we have talked about and just kind of put it all together, and I think tonight will be the night that 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 it really starts to click, it really starts to kind of make sense to us. Tonight there's going to be a verbal side of it, but there's also going to be a visual side. There's a lot of things in my life that you can tell me over and over and over again, but if you ever show me, if I can see it, oh, that's life-changing to me. I I can kind of grasp this thing, and tonight I think is going to be just that for you and for me. Let's open up in prayer before we get started. Father, we love you. We thank you for today. God, I just pray that tonight you uh, you would speak to each one of us here tonight in an incredible, soft, quiet way that you can. God, I pray that life change would happen tonight. I pray that each one of us in here would be, would be just, just open and ready to hear from you. God, speak to our hearts, speak to our lives. We love you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. In our culture, in our society, becoming a Christian rarely involves change in our lives. We get saved at church camp. We get saved at church. We get saved on a Wednesday night, a Sunday morning or a Sunday night. And some of us follow through in baptism. That's like probably one of the biggest changes that kind of happens in our life. But after that, there's not a whole lot. We still talk the same. We still act the same. We still think the same. We still do the same things we've always done before we were ever saved. There's no change in our lives. And students, there lies the problem. God has called you to be different. God has called you to take steps and become the person you were created to be. But some of us, some of us don't want to change. We don't want to be different. We don't want to act different. We don't want to talk different. We don't want to walk different. We don't want to think different. We don't want to change. There's also some things in our life that that Jesus Christ himself is saying, Hey, I want you to give me this thing. And for whatever reason, we want to hang on to this. We don't want to give this thing up. Let me just say this. When Jesus Christ calls you and you step into a relationship with him, there's going to be some stuff that he asks you to give up. I love what Paul writes in Philippians chapter 3, verses 7 through 11. Listen to this. But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake. That sounds intense. That, that sounds extreme. But Paul is not saying anything here that you and I should not be able to say. The truth is all of us must give up something if we really want to know Christ. Listen to what Jesus Christ himself said in the, in the book of Luke, Luke chapter 14, verse 33. So therefore, any one of you who does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. I love how it words it in the message Bible. Listen to this. Simply put, if you're not willing to take what is dearest to you, whether plans or people, and kiss it goodbye, you can't be my disciple. But it's not this There. Listen to what happens in Matthew chapter 19, verse 16 through 22, to the rich young ruler. And behold, a man came up to him, saying, Teacher, what good deed must I do to have eternal life? And he said to him, Why do you ask me what is good? There is only one who is good. If you would enter life, keep the commandments, he said to him. He said, if you would enter life, keep the commandments. He said to him, which ones? And Jesus said, you shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, all of these I have kept. What do I still lack? lack? Jesus said to him, if you would be perfect, go sell what you possess and give to the poor. And you have treasure in heaven, and come, follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Jesus Christ himself set the bar for the cost of following him. He said that if you want to be my disciple, a true disciple, a true follower, there's going to be some stuff that you have to give up in your life. Students, I am convinced that many of us fail to find real life in Christ. The life He created us for because so many of us have given up so little in our lives for Him. Let me just say that one more time. I'm convinced that many of us fail to find real life in Christ. The life He created us for because so many of us have given up so little in our lives for Him. And because of this, we're living with a gap between who we are and who we were meant to be. For the longest time, I had a, had a problem with this kind of kind of thinking. I heard preacher after preacher, pastor after pastor, evangelist after evangelist come and preach the same message. You've got to give, you've got to give, you've got to give. And God is going to take, 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 take. And that was it. That was all I was ever, ever taught. That was all I was ever preached at. That's all I ever heard. Let me just say this. Jesus does say, I want you to give up Everything. I want you to give me everything. But students, what you get in return is immeasurable and unfathomable. Listen to what happens again in Philippians chapter 3, verse 8 through 9 as we reread this thing. Listen to this. Indeed, I count everything as lost. In other words, in the grand scheme of things, nothing, not people or things, none of that is important. None of that matters. Because of the surpassing worth, listen, of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. If you don't have that highlighted Facebook or tweeted by now, something's wrong with you. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him. I love how the Message Bible translates this. Listen to this. Yes, all things I once thought were so important are gone from my life compared to the high privilege of knowing Christ Jesus as my master firsthand. Everything I once thought I had going for me is insignificant dog dung. Dog poop. Everything I once thought I had going for me is insignificant dog poop. I've dumped it all in the trash so that, listen to this, I could embrace Christ and be embraced by him. Paul said, I give up everything. It's all rubbish compared to what I get. See, he knew, Paul knew that we don't have our stuff Usually, our stuff has us. Paul knew that sometimes people, friends, families, relationships, stuff, things can keep us from fully embracing and focusing on Christ the way he desires. But oftentimes, that's not how you and I think, is it? Oh, no. We so many times look at stuff and people and friends and things and figure, I can't live without that. I can't live without him or her. I can't do that. I can't be without that person. And when we do this, when we hold on to this stuff, these relationships, these things that hold you back, God can't pour into your life. God can't speak into your life. God can't give you the things you want or desperately need. You see what I'm saying? Tonight, when you came in, you were... uh, you were given a marble that looks uh, probably a lot like this right here. And sometimes um, some things can kind of get lost in words. Sometimes when we throw out this much information or, or, or this much blah, 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 um, we can just kind of get hazed over. We can kind of lose focus in this and that. And you know, I get that. I understand that. But there are sometimes when somebody breaks out like an illustration, man, every eyes are on you. You can't look away. So tonight I want you to take your, the marble that you were given and I want you to place it between your thumb and your pointer finger. Tonight, this little bitty thing represents something. It's the thing that, 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 that Jesus Christ himself is saying, Hey, I want you to give me this. A lot of us, it could look like a lot of different things. It could be friends. It could be a person, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a relationship. It could be a thing. It could be, it could be a number of different things that we can, can't even imagine. But I know through God's power and God's word that, that he's probably already laid this thing on your heart. A lot of us are already starting to think like, yeah, this is what it is. It's this relationship. I want you to take this marble and I want you to put it in the palm of your hand. And so many times, this is what happens. This thing's in the middle of the palm of your hand. It's this thing that God's saying, hey, this thing's not good for you. It takes away from me. You're too focused on it instead of me. And God will come by and saying, hey, I want you to give me this thing. And so many times in your life and in my life, when God asks us for something, we always do this number right here. We close our hands. We're holding on to this thing. Like, God, I can't give you this. We do this whole little, I really want to, and I think it might be a good thing, but God, I can't give you this. I can't live without this thing or this person. I've got to have them. And when we hang on to this thing with closed hands, not an open hand, but a closed hand, and I want you to see what happens because the God we serve says, I want to pour into your life. I want to give to you. But so many times when you and I are like this, when we have a closed hand God says I can't pour in your life and God will come along and he'll have a whole bunch of other stuff that he wants to pour in your life but when you have a closed hand look you can't get anything that he is wanting to pour into your life why because you're hanging on to something that he wants you to give up And he's saying, I can pour into your life. I can can give you things that make this thing look insignificant. It's not important as you think it is in the grand scheme of things. I know you think it is now, but if you will open your hands and you'll give me this, the things that I'll pour into your life, oh man, you can't even begin to fathom. So this is what happens. This is how I want you to look at this situation. I want you to take and open your hand with the marble in the palm of your hand, but I want you to take... And offer whatever this is with an open hand. Say, God, this thing, I'm giving it to you with open hands. And when you do this, God didn't want to pour into your life a little bit. God has got this, this, this big, huge, whole tank full of stuff that he's wanting to pour into your life. And he's saying, this one little bitty thing that you think is so important, oh, no. These are the things that I'm wanting to pour into your life. These are the things that... And it'll go and go, and God will pour and pour and pour into your life. I want to challenge you to live a life with open hands. I get you to close your eyes and bow your head. Tonight we're going to do things just a little bit different. I know that when I ask this, I know everybody's going to come to the front and this and that, but I think there's some people in here that, that you, want to be, you want to be obedient to. God is laid on this thing on your heart. God is moving and stirring. He's saying, I want you to give me this thing. So what we're going to do tonight, everybody has a marble, everybody has a thing. What we're going to do is very simple. We're going to come to the altar. The song's going to play. And we're going to come and just let you spend a little bit of time with God. And we're going to let you leave your marble on the stage. Saying, God, I'm giving you this thing. Father God, thank you so much for tonight. Thank you so much for your word. God, I don't... I'm not going to begin to, to think that I know of what you have done tonight in this place. But God, it is very evident and clear that you have stirred and you're moving in a mighty way. And God, I pray for the students that, that want to see this thing through. They want to be the person they were created to be. But this one little bitty thing is not allowing them. God, give them the strength, the courage to come and lay this thing at the altar. God, I pray that tomorrow when they wake up, you give them the strength, the courage. To continue to see through, to follow through on giving this thing up. Father, we just pray that you would have your way tonight in this place. We love you and praise you. In Jesus' name.